Morty versus Oh, you just used to me doing I was about to say You just used to me doing the intro Because you ain't say shit <laughs> Nah, this is Woody vs. Poppy uh, What episode is this? Is this 120? I have no clue This is episode We're here now um, So yeah How you been doing, Woody? Welcome to New York, Chris Thank you It is uh, It's amazing If you guys don't know it's crazy because y'all been listening to this podcast since like me and Woody have been friends and shit. So we've gotten to the point now with this uh, hundredth and so episode that I now live in New York. Um, we're still doing our podcast uh, the same way, <laughs> but um, I'm here. I live in I live in New York and I'm very, very happy about that. But uh, yeah, it's just awesome being in the big city. In the vicinity of all the culture, not being, uh, I guess, in the bleachers watching. So it's really lit, man. But thank you so much. Yeah, shout outs to the powers that be that got your ass here. Uh, it's a beautiful thing about time. You know, I guess dreams do come true. All right. With that being said, damn. Here we go. I'm thinking, man, because it's, it's a lot of things to, to riff off on. As always, per usual, it never ends, even though... Ooh! Have you... um? So what's in your top five now? What's in your top five of the year this year for albums? Number one, Bandana. No question. Number two... Uh, I'd probably say, like, Slamir. And I'll put Free Wave 3 by Lucky. Um, and then them last two, I don't know, like, that's like my definitive three right now. I've been thinking in threes, not fives, unfortunately. So I'm not putting no damn lucky in no top five. I'm putting lucky in my top five, bro. That, that album is just, it's harder than most of what's out right now. That shit is fire. Out, out right now. It's a lot I'm of albums about that this, came out this, this year. year. I'm talking about this year, bro. That, that shit came out at All-Star Weekend, Woody. I'm still. Yeah, well, I'm still I still listen it. to Solange album too. Hey, I got. Hey, Solange album got to be up there. I probably put like Solange. What, it got to be up there because it sounds cool to put it up there. Because you ain't say it. Nah, it's just that I told you I've been thinking about threes. That's my definitive top three right now. I didn't know like you know those last two spots are interchangeable at, at this point. So it's like yeah, but number one though, undisputed bandana. That's just like. That's the best rap album I've heard this year. Best best album I've heard this year. Pure essence of rap. You, thi- you think so? Freddie Gibbs is the best rapper alive. <laughs> like, bro, Freddie Gibbs, this was... The thing about Bandana that's so important is just, like, the storytelling. You know, like, the lead-up to this shit, the actual content that the album has, you know what I mean? Just, like, things that he went through in these last few years that made him come on this album like Jordan with the 4-5 like he came back bro and he he ascended to a whole new level rap wise Mad Lib was putting out these just just crazy beats like I still think like the the transition from I think it's Cataracts Practice and then Goddamn it's those three tracks I don't know which order it is but that's a session in I guess like you know uh and that track listing is just phenomenal. It's 
every time I'm up here complaining about what rap albums lack these days or the type of detail that's not put in their rap albums or track listing or how long, everything that I look in a rap album or look in an album, look for an album, excuse me, is checked off with this one. It's just, it's just, I don't know, man, that thing go. It got a little bit of everything. And then, you know, Slamir, like, you know where I'm from. I'm from the South, you know what I mean? So, like, that shit was just, like, that was, like, I don't know, the soundtrack for Summer in the Boonies. But, um, and then Lucky Freeway, so, you know. I love man, that one. Young Nudie Tape is good, but Young Nudie Tape ain't crazy. He got some crazy songs on there. But cohesively, <laughs> I can't listen. I can't go through the whole Young Nudie Tape and act like it's the 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 best thing ever this year i can't do that i I just can't do it hey i understand different strokes for different folks i can have that i can just like those three albums i can just keep those on and i guess like when i be putting my top fives and i'll just basically yeah like whatever i'm listening to the most and those i just ran those back over and over and over and over again like 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 steve lacy album is fire it is it's just like the only like I don't be taken away from all these other albums. It's just that I can't put, I can't allow myself to put a to make a top five album list and not put the albums I listen to the most. Because there's albums that I listen to and I and I go back to them and I appreciate them. But like like Bandana, that shit stayed. That stayed in my rotation. Like those those other two albums, they stayed in my rotation. Like that Steve Lacey one, I listened to it. It was dope, but I don't listen to that album right now. Because it's just like, I mean, I don't know. Again, it, that's why most time when we do lists, I ask you, are you doing a list for the people or are you doing a list for yourself? Hey, there's man. A, like, there's a you difference. Said what's, you said what's my top five. I'm just answering yeah, the question. and your top five, and, and, and whatever your top five is, is your top five. I'm not here to argue your music, yeah. but just remember that, you know, you got to be uh, mindful of... You know, yeah, the people. Nah, I, I'll be real though. That the only, for real though, bandana though. Even if we were talking about a definitive list, I'm probably gonna put that as like top two, top three. Like, I just really, I, I'm really impressed by the album. And you know, I, I like, bro, I, I love MF Doom, Adlib, all that shit. So, this is just a continuation of a love. You know what I mean? That's grown for so long, but. Yeah, I mean, there's so many other albums, though. We have all of Griselda. You know, Griselda has been putting out quality projects this entire year. You know what I mean? Like, can't forget them. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's... Key just put out a project. I don't know. You ain't say, you ain't say nothing about DJ Mustard Project. I, bro, I was about to, because that one is fire, and I, and I really DJ respect DJ Mustard him. just... DJ Mustard made the album of the summer that DJ Khaled usually does. Mm-hmm. I respect, well, and the reason why he did is because, like he said, he said, I'm not here to be doing all this, like, you know, billboard, super popular shit. I'm just trying to make 10 good songs, 10 fire tracks. And that's what he did. And it was more effective, bro. Because that, like, at this point, Khaled albums, like, I'm good. Like, Khaled albums be reminding me of those top three ones. That music not even for black people no more. Feel it's bad. Not, that shit for nah. commercials. It's, it's it's 
I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. <sighs> I feel bad. That shit not for me. It's not anymore. Very weird. Yeah, shout out to that Sean C video where he annihilated He annihilated DJ Khaled. As he should. No, like yeah. he legitimately annihilated DJ Khaled. So, with that being said, I just wanted to check in on that because at the end of the year, whatever your top is for this year, it will go into the pool for the top of every year. Mm-hmm. So remember that. You know what I'm saying? So whatever your best album is this year will go in the in the list for with 18, 17, 16, 15, 13, yeah. 12, 11, and 10. And, yeah. and then that will be your start off list of the best albums for every year. So that will culminate the list of the best albums for you for the whole decade. So last year gets tricky. Last year gets tricky because last year had so many fire albums. It's really between Daytona and Dialit for me last year, right? Nigga, you already know what that answer is. (laughs) And and, and Nas album, and Nas album just came out, The Lost Tapes too. That album is crazy. That shit is so hard. It's so hard. If you ask me, it's 16 tracks, and dare I say, those tracks are just as good beat-wise as Mad Lib Beats. Them shit's crazy. Calm down, calm down. What what do you mean, bro? Yo, bro, Mad Lib not even a... Yo, 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 yo. If we talk about body of work, Mad Lib not even like, come on now. (laughs) I want to make sure I gauge it correctly, but I can name 10 producers really fast that make better... Beats to him really fast. It don't but, matter but if, do, if. But let if, me if, ask you. But let me ask you a question: Are the the producers that you're going to be comparing them to? Do they do things that he that do they do things better than him? It and, Kanye and, uh, makes better. Well, Kanye West makes better beats in the way Madlib does than Madlib. Okay. Kanye made Otis because you look. Madlib is one of the best at what he does. But that's like comparing Kyle Korva to Steph Curry. That's Steph all, Curry that's can do what just... Kyle Korva can do and do more. Okay. So only in hip-hop is, only in hip-hop do they celebrate you for being a one-trick pony and calling and considering you the best. And no other genre of anything can someone say that they do one thing and people give them, like no one's saying that Kyle Korva is a top five player in the league. Or, or JJ Reddick, no, but no, because all they do that, is shoot threes. But I think that that I think that that's kind of like, I mean, like, bro, like, if you're gonna dick ride, defend your dick ride and own it, no, because this, that's this, dick this, riding. No, this I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, Madlib isn't just I'm listening, like that. But I just, like, I just, I just, that, I, mean, I just like, hear, bro, I just hear you, dick riding. But if go you've ahead. done, if you've done like house albums, if you've done jazz albums, if you've done like all of these different types of things, like, bro, I've seen Madlib's scope of work. I don't think that we should really like throw him like you know what I mean like say that he's a one trick pony. I think that I said I can name ten producers. I said he is the best at what he can do. Okay, all right, all right. But cool. I also can name ten without even flinching. Okay. So if you wanna if you wanna argue that if you wanna debate that if you wanna talk about that since we're podcasting, but I'm not about the dick ride all because you drinking the Kool Aid of something, bro. Pharrell is number one, two, three, four, and five. You wanna be if you really wanna be a bro, dickhead I, about I've, it. I've said I've always. I mean, we podcasting, po- so don't get emotional ev- about it. I've said I'm on just every saying. Episode of this podcast that fucking Pharrell is the best producer of all time. 
I'm just saying, like, why why we just it's for it, it's easy. I, I think just Blaze is a better producer than Mad Lib. All right. I mean it's and just it's, and just it's Blaze and, just, and, and, and no, but just Blaze is also a one trick pony as well. I mean they're and just, one trick pony both and, 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 and and let's be precise when we say one trick pony. Just because you can do everything doesn't mean you like to do everything or you're known for doing everything. You know what I'm saying? Pharrell technically has a beat cadence that everyone knows how he does the little, how he does the beat drop at the beginning over and over and over and everything like that. Everybody has like little things that they're known for, but it's like, how much are you known for for everything else? So let me give you an example. The Mad Lib uh, scope of work, now that you got lingo uh, of different terminology because you're working now. So let's say you name those other albums. Are those albums just as revered? Not amongst not amongst cult people, but amongst just people who just know work. So did his work, like, did his work, like, go all the way up in that world? I mean, I know he's because, an underground, he's an underground dude. Always but if you talk that. about some, yeah, a lot of other people are underground and some of their work has, has went further. Like, I'm going to give you a perfect example. If you want to be technical, Katrinata's underground and a nigga made his way all the way to Mary J. Blige. To me, that's full circle. I mean, yeah. If you if you want to be if you want to be technical to people who know nothing of Mad Lib's work, the only work they know him for is no more parties in L.A. outside of Freddie Gibbs. If you want to be technical, now does that mean his music is uh, held prisoner by that? No. Does that mean his music is bad because of that? No. You'd be an idiot to think that. His cult followers and people who really know music know his other pieces of work, but is that other work? Like Timberland, Timberland is not known for just working with Justin Timberlake and Nelly Furtado. Nigga made some of Jay Z's best beats of all time, but has he went into other genres and pushed those genres the same way? Because you can break that glass. That underground shit is debatable. You can break that glass whenever you choose. But, but to. it's like, and but do, do, but there's obviously certain people that don't want to break that glass. They don't want to go. That's not true. That's I can't speak. I can't say that no more because I've speaking to what, people who are considered underground, and everyone likes money. So money is is the only person a, I've there's seen. A, there's a huge difference between wanting money and wanting to break the glass and become mainstream. There's a big difference between that. Like say, the, like good example, the Quasimodo album that Madlib made. The reason why they dropped the album was to make money. But it's like, I think that the lifestyle that a guy like Madlib lives, like, he just wants to just be sustained. He just wants to be able to, like, like, I don't think that Madlib would ever want to be a huge Just Blaze type producer. Same with a guy like MF Doom. MF Doom literally purposely does not associate. I mean, but see, that's where... But see, that's where you're wrong, because Just Blaze doesn't live a glamorous life. Just Blaze lives very similar to how Mad Lib lives lifestyle-wise. Just Blaze does not live outside of his means, and nor did, it's not like he's living in some mansion off making beats. He doesn't. The whole point is that his music has made itself somewhere because he worked with the best artists of all time in rap, arguably to people who are rap fans, which is Jay-Z. That's the only difference. Literally. That's it. But Pete Rock has worked with Jay-Z, and Pete Rock lives the same way, probably the way a Mad Lib would. Matter of fact, you can email Pete Rock. Shout out to Pete Rock. He's like family with my family. You can email Pete Rock and get a beat from Pete Rock for $7,000, no matter who you are. 
he still is low level like that, but he still has done beats for someone like Jay Z. So we're not really so when it comes to like the lo-fi being underground, like Pete Rock is about as underground as it get, but he can still do beats that go further than his 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 target audience. And to me, I can name Pete Rock as a better producer than Madlib. I'm just not drinking the Kool-Aid because I don't have to. You were, I called you out on it, and you really don't want to defend it. You just want to just have your opinion. But my opinion, I feel like he's not a top 10 producer, so I'm not about to just go crazy just because he makes super authentic, good-ass sampled music. And he's one of the best at it. One of the best. I'm not arguing that, but I can name 10 producers that's better, in my opinion. That's all, you know? And what's crazy is I could name 10 without even naming trap producers. God forbid we go to, like, the trap world and we get into, like, a motherfucking Zaytoven. Oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? Zaytoven is the ultimate one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just and all about and it. to it's me, all about what And to me, like, I think Zaytoven and Madlib are the same producer. It's if you all, ask me, It's all about what you like, though. Like, I, I would... Like, I could sit and listen to Mad Lib beats all day long. I can't, I personally wouldn't want to do that for Zaytoven. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like that nigga being a certain bag that I like. And I fuck with it. It's, it's funny you say that, but believe it or not, unknowingly, the same way some things are inherently given to black people or inherently given to certain generations of people and things of like, Zaytoven set the tone for being able to listen to beats over and over and over the same way more than any other producer of recent time, because I'm going to explain why. Uh, DJ Premier's too young for you, so you didn't really listen to most of a beat of DJ Premier or like a whole album straight through. The Alchemist, you probably don't listen to Mob Deep enough to like hear all his albums or beats sound similar, or listen to the Alchemist uh, solo album, because he actually was a rapper as well. So... Yes, Mad Lib, you was introduced to him, but you probably heard more Gucci Man songs growing up than you heard MF Doom. Of course. That was the whole yeah, thing so, about that was the whole it, mystique about all of them niggas. Like I had to find out about them. They was hiding from me. You know what I mean? Like so, Yeah. Yeah, so so really what my point is is that Zay Tobin has helped you set up the 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 bandwidth to be able to enjoy uh uh, uh um a Mad Lib album from start to finish because even if you don't want to, you can sit in your cousin car and they and that nigga might be smoking the black, listen to the whole Gucci Man album from start to finish, act like that shit a Jay-Z album. And I'd be like, how the fuck people do this? All the beats be the same. And then you know when it get bad when Zay told me start using that little that little thing he be using that you know the little uh it sound like it's like he's he's sp- he's sprinkling sparkles on the song at the beginning. Yeah, the, the little the baby little- be like Zaytoven. When you get to that part of the album, yeah. you know it's getting weird. Yeah. And then the Ben Gucci, yeah, you'd be like, bro, all right, he said this eight other times on the album. Like, come on. That was a great time. <laughs> that was a phenomenal time. Them shits time. be so repetitive, but I just it's, remember, it's like, like... I just remember, like, oh my gosh, dude. Zaytoven beats, yeah, that nigga. Zaytoven, Lex Luger, like, they kind of, like, did the whole... They scored my childhood. <laughs> that shit was crazy. So many times I've walked into a house where my kitchen was playing or something. Like, Gucci really was just the god. <laughs> I miss that time, though. But it's it's cool, though. That was just like a... 
we're in that we're kind of in that time again. We just don't realize it. You know what I mean? Like when I was listening to all that shit, it was like oh nine, like oh eight. We right there at the beginning of the next generation. Now let me ask you an even tougher question that you might not feel comfortable answering. Is Madlib a top ten producer in the twenty tens? Getting ready for the list we doing at the end of the year. Is he a top ten producer of the twenty ten? You gotta say yeah, just cause Pinata. I'm saying I'm saying yeah. And Bandana gonna be top ten. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be top ten. Yeah. So you so, so you gotta say yeah, right? But yeah, yeah, it's just like bro, Madlib like. All like, right, so look, let all, me ask you. All them let stones you, throw niggas, bro. But but let me ask you a tougher question. Would right. you list him higher than 40? 40 went crazy this year. No, I'm I mean, not, this, this, I can't, I mean, I can't list decade. him higher. Than, I can't list him higher than 40 because 40 just did way more. Like, and, and you nah. know what? No, no. I, I so, so wait, no, wait, so wait. On, so, Sachi, is, is quantity wait, wait. over quality? No, wait. Hold on. Mad Lib has literally billions of songs that he's created this decade. Billions. But it's like in terms of what we have gotten, it's just like, bro, 40 sound was much more influential to mainstream and the culture and all that shit, it was much more influential this decade uh, than Mad Lib's work. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that 40 was able to basically build off of Kanye's sound and take it to a whole nother place where it literally created a whole type of sound and invigorated an entire fucking city. Everybody came from Toronto with that dark, murky, cloudy sound. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I got to put 40, 40 got to be top like top four top five like he has to be like it, it, it's not it's no question like he's made some of the I, best I beats th- of this decade i, I don't even think for i don't even think 40 make the list bro you wild you're wild i don't even think 40 make the wild, list bro. wild wild bro because look nothing was the same gonna be on that list like bro like we everything you got like bro you gotta realize my like bro, cameras like some of these beats that Forty was doing, bro. Uh, Saji, 40, bro, 40 you got helping your case. Stop, stop. Yo, Saji, you gotta give yo, Saji, you gotta give me the best forty beats, bro. You gotta give me the best forty beats, cause bro, cause I can't just, name them. You just you gotta go put through me on take game. care. Just no, go through take care. Nothing was look. Nothing was the same, bro. I'm gonna be yo, real. Yo, Saji, help. I'm gonna be real. I, 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 Saji, who, I Saji, help me. Help. I'm I, I'm gonna name the songs I like. Who made Pound Cake? Uh, I think yeah, Forty meant that. All right, so look. All right, so we already in good space there. We already in good space. So we need to find more songs like that. If 40 made them shits, we might have something. But if he he makes Skepta interlude. <laughs> this is true. I'm just talking shit now. I'm just talking shit. But listen, Chris. Chris, bro, I'm not going to lie, bro. 40 is, bro, I don't think 40 had a bigger impact on this decade than Mad Lib did. Bro, you're Bro, Woody. Bro, the man made no, no more parties you, in LA. No, what are you talking about? Chris, that's he made no more parties in LA. The, you said that that's the only beat that people have heard from him. Like you, like if, like by saying that Madlib is more influential than Forty, then you just destroyed your entire case that you just gave me about Madlib. Like, no, what are you talking we're talking about. about we're talking about our top ten list. Influence, bro. Influence, like who did Madlib influence like that this decade production wise, other than like Tronada? Kanye West? Uh, I think that that's like, okay, yeah, Kanye. But I think that Kanye, like, it. would you say that Jay Dillon and Madlib's influence are indistinguishable? 
He speaks on both of them. Because I think that He speaks on both of them, even in that documentary. Yeah, Kanye was talking about Dylan in that documentary, though. He was saying that Dylan's beat sounded like sex. You know, yeah, what I mean? but there's it's, if you go like, look at the if you look at the if you look at the whole thing because they only they only put the, the blur in it. I watched the whole no, shit. No, I'm not talking about the whole documentary. I'm talking about the one where it was the outtakes. Talked about Madlib as well. I'm just saying, bro. Like, bro. Okay, you just don't want to give up what forty no. done put the, what, it's what like, forty bro, done it, built this year. I mean, this decade, yo, yo, forty did some crazy things this decade. I'm just, not, the only I'm the not. only reason why this, that this argument isn't just easy is because he didn't give niggas beats. That if if Drake, I mean, if Jay Z would have got beats from forty and it would have been on like four forty four or some shit, you this wouldn't be a conversation right now. It's just that we I only 40, heard. Nah, forty did. Nah, 40 be producing for no, other people. No, he, he only he, he produced like for two other people. He produced for Nas, and then he he produced for Nas on uh, Life Is Good, and then he produced Acting Crazy by Action Bronson. Bro, he does not give out beats like that. Their their whole entire thing in the beginning is that they not they weren't they weren't gonna give anybody else like you know beats. So it was like. Yeah, Man, that's besides the, that's you, the thing bro, that it, ain't, it ain't like it ain't like Drake got many projects. So here's here's the one case I would make, Chris. Based off what the list we're gonna make, there's a chance that there's gonna be more Freddie Gibbs or Mad Lib projects on on our top ten of the decade than there will be forty projects. Okay. So te- so by and large, technically, wouldn't Mad Lib have a bigger impact if he has more presence think, on the list? But I, but I think that you got to also realize that like most of the majority of the population have heard neither of those albums. We're just doing it from a tastemaker's perspective, people that actually give a fuck about music. But it's like if we're going to talk about influence and shit, bro, no one knows who Mad Lib and Freddie Gibbs are in the grand scheme of things. You have to be an actual hip hop fan to know who those people are. Like... If you let the most random Joe Schmo person tell you on the, like, regular street, like, yeah, Drake definitely going to have, like, two or three albums in that top ten simply because of his presence this decade. He's the biggest rapper but that's of all not, time. But that's not what we make it a list for. No, but we, but no, but no, this is what I'm trying to explain to you. You're saying that if he has more albums in that list, does that mean that he's a better producer or he's more influential than 40? No. It's just no, that based those, off what we're talking about. It's just that those albums were just better. Like, the niggas just Wait, snapped Chris, on those albums. Well, Wait, Chris. No one will. No one in their life will ever say 40's better than DJ Premier. And I could bet you, if we did a poll, I don't think that. Eighty percent. Eighty. But if we did a poll for just normal people, people don't know who DJ Premier is. I mean, he's not. He he's not more famous than Forty in terms of like, because Drake's famous. Drake is like eighty million times more famous than DJ Premier. So it's a higher chance that they'll know who Forty is just because they know who Drake is. That does, but but being known doesn't make you better. Like we're talking about our opinion, but also with a little dose of certain little factoids that that make our opinion feel a little bit more strengthened. So that's what we're that's what we're doing this whole premise off of, you know. So. To an extent, based off of your world and how you want to present it to others, you could make a case that Madlib is better because Madlib's probably gonna have more projects on a, a that's argued for a top ten of the decade than Forty would. But what? Uh, but you were talking about influence. You talking about influence, bro? The 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 best film. If the, you talk the, about influence, don't nobody make music. Don't nobody make music like Forty. There's more people who make who want to make fake sample songs bro, like Madlib 
bro. Bro. Because that's what hip hop started from. It, so it got nothing not, to do with right. Mad Lib. Hip hop started from soul sampling. Okay. D- it, did it not? Like, it, it's just like, bro. Like, if we're gonna, like, I think that more people this generation, if they was in, if they was influenced by soul samples, they was influenced by Kanye. I don't think you realize in the grant like how like most people don't know who Mad Lib is, bro. Like, I I don't. I, it's just like the the things that you're saying that he influenced. I think that, like I said, it, it could be indistinguishable from Dilla's influence, from Ye's influence, because we came from a generation in which influence you know, is deeper than someone knowing your name. You should know this by now. I know, but I'm trying to explain to you the thing that you're saying that he. I can't. In- I, I I can't get it because everyone loves Kanye West, so that makes no ID influential. Yes, you're using the associated so, property, bro. But I'm talking about this, gen- like, bro. We're talking about this decade. This decade, yeah. Bro. So what? So so no ID is just as important as Kanye West this decade. I'm, oh man, it's like, bro, like. Yes, I understand what you're saying, but these people directly got influenced from You're speaking to people, you're speaking you're speaking towards zombies and I don't speak towards zombies. That's I don't not have zo- to. That's not zombies. That's not bro, zombies. Bro, you're talking about bro. white people. I'm not talking, you're talking about, about white, white people not, and black I'm, Twitter. I'm, I knew about Kanye making all those beats and all that shit before I knew about Mad Lib because I was fucking young. And the people that are making music this generation and producing and stuff like that are have all 100% been influenced by Kanye West. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sell- I'm trying to explain to you that you're, like, what you're saying that he influenced could have easily been influenced by somebody else. They just do the same thing. Like, for real. Like, it's soul sampling, But I'm not bro. speaking off, I'm not speaking off opinion. I'm speaking off things that I kind of know. I don't have time to be, like, riffing no more. I, I don't, would, I would and, love, and, and, and my I would life, I Mad don't Lib. riff. I would love for Mad Lib to be is exactly what you're saying. I'm just being no, realistic No, it's just low-key. I, I didn't say it, but low-key, you're trying to talk about the general consensus, and I'm not general consensus, so I don't even think of general consensus when I do anything. That's this whole podcast. So someone's going to say at some point, this podcast is more influential uh, than, than another famous podcast down the road, and then people are not going to argue that. I'll give you the best example I could give you, and this is where... What you're saying has to has to come to a place of understanding. Stretching Bobito wasn't even a real radio station, and people say they were one of the most influential radio shows of the '90s. Bro, they were on a college radio station where you had to like trick your radio station to even find it, and people revered them as I, gods. I understand that, but I think that Mad Lib was much more influential last decade. I think that his influence, what you're talking about, he did that last decade. Like, bro, this decade, he, yo, they snapped with, we, they snapped with Pinata and Bandana. They snapped, bro. God but level. Th- but that's my point. That shows you how good he is. Yeah, he's he went on, he was on his season veteran shit. It was fire. Bro, it's like, about quality, not quantity. It, I, I understand that, bro. There, it, like, and you have to recognize quality. Right. It's just as much as you have to recognize quantity. You Bro, have to. I just told you that it's my favorite album of this year. Drake, yeah, but like, you're still like, not, you're still not getting the point, and I made the best example to you, bro. Our podcast does not have uh, 
crazy numbers right. as if the, 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 uh, um, I mean things that are huge but the people who listen to us and the people who love what we do and the influence that we have is just as big as a podcast that has a thousand and one sponsors and no one is going to talk down on what we have they're not going to do it people are going to respect it the same way they re respected anything else bro and you have to understand that those cases are for specialty people and, and that case is for a Mad Lib Cause he didn't do much this decade, but the shit that he did do, he hit, he, he he struck lightning in the bottle. So what? So you can't get mad. You got to deal with that because that's the life that we live anyway, and and that's the reality of being great and keeping to yourself. Cause you can still make noise without being the biggest producer with the biggest budget with the biggest artist. That don't matter. It's like, I don't see how you can't wrap your head around that, Chris. It's I'm so not, simple. Like, what do you mean? I've and, never... And, and, and I've if you're still talking about... All right, bro. Like, you literally asked me a question, bro. The question was, who has influenced more this decade? And I said that I just thought that 40 overall was more influential. Because the nigga literally okay, was so producing... Okay, so that's your opinion. Because he was and producing that's your opinion, for the biggest rapper your, of our decade. Cool. 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 That's your opinion. And now give you my opinion, and I'm giving you more more reasons okay. than you're giving me, and and, and you're just catching the attitude because you don't like my reasons. I'm not catching my an shit attitude. makes sense to me because you you sound well you sound like a bitch, and that's not what? my fault that you sound what like a bitch, bro. What are you talking about, you're, bro? You're being mad emotional because you're being emotional as we speak because you, you can't being, deal I'm with my opinion. I, I'm not yes, being you emotional. Are. Your opinion and, literally and, 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 furthers my opinion. What are you talking about? No, it about? doesn't. Yes, it does. No, My it opinion doesn't. is that Bandana is the best album of this like of this year. And I was just defending Madlib about how amazing he is. You're literally furthering the point that I just was making about Madlib, bro. <laughs> on how he's you thinking that he's more influential than 40 this decade. So I'm not, why would I be mad at that? Like why? I'm, no, I love you said that. you think 40 I, is more influential. I do think he's more influential because I'm just being realistic here. Like I'm no, thinking see, about that's it from the my, issue. I'm thinking about it from my perspective. There and is I'm no such thing as realistic. There is no such thing as right. realistic when you have to talk about how people see things. And it's like the the funniest part is is that we're at a point where we can break the third wall in a podcast, and it's simple. If that was the case, then what I did and what we did with the shoe would would be null and void. But that's so obvious that you can't make it null and void. To some people, our shoe was one of the best shoes that came out in 2018. But who's it doesn't saying matter that, that. Who's saying that, I'm, that, that it's null and void? Like that's you why are I'm, I'm not, with I'm your not, premise of 40. I'm not saying because that saying you're speaking to the general consensus doesn't matter. I'm not general consensus. This podcast I'm, I'm is not, a general I'm consensus. Speaking, I'm not speaking from the general consensus. I'm just no. I'm you're at, speaking for them. Uh, all right. Okay. You are. Okay. You are by I, taking their like, opinion bro, into account. It's it's just like there is know, no like, it's just like I, you're taking people's opinion into account who no one's no one's looking for it. But I'm taking my own opinion into account also. Like I can't just like bro. So, I'm so, I'm telling. Okay, so you say this, you care about general consensus, and if you care about general consensus, then in tech in technicality world, you haven't done shit in your career. So look, let me at ask all. you. So you let haven't me ask done your question. So let me ask you a question. If we're gonna be talking about. Who is the, if we're going to literally be saying what happened this decade, what was going on this decade, 
I don't feel comfortable with just giving my full. Like you just said, I cannot speak from solely my. Well, then that I, means you're not a part of the culture you think bro, you are. Wh- I, you That's just so simple. Told, you, no, you just told me that I have to literally. I can't just go off of my own opinion on what I like on what I care about. You just told me that shit, bro. Like nigga, and I thought no, that that's we were not what I said. I said you decade. can't base it off general. I said you can't speak it off general consensus. What? You literally said that I can't base it off. If I'm going to be making a off definitive the masses, list, not, wait, 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 wait. Let's slow down so you can make sure it makes sense. Wait, because wait, you sound no, retarded ex- and no, you're not listening. Explain, no, let me explain to you my full. No, sentence. you just sound retarded, and you have to remember you're on podcast, so it's gonna get played back, and you're gonna sound care. stupid. So just listen. All right, bro. Because you're getting your opinion involved, you don't know how sensitive you sound because you sound stupid, and okay, you're cool. undoing your own self. So just okay. listen for a second. Simple. If you, if your opinion aligns with the masses because you care about what the masses thinks say that but also know that what so also wait listen what this is what i'm saying then i will shut up and let you talk all the talk you want to talk this is what i'm saying if you're saying that you care about your own identity and who you are then the general consensus doesn't matter because everything you do is not general consensus nothing you do in your day-to-day Touches I, the masses. I, I know that. Nothing. Like, nigga, I literally... Nothing. I live... Look, Nothing. Like, bro, I'm in New York now, bro. I live my Nothing entire life... Nothing you do touches every, the masses. Bro, I... Like, nigga, I live my entire life with so, everything that I'm doing not being what everybody else was doing, Woody. What are you talking so, about? You're literally... So like, bro, the, you're, no, the no. only thing the masses cares about is 40. Because he's... Because he's dealing with a bigger artist. That doesn't make his work better. I know. But if you're saying... What are we... But, but listen... Not, we didn't listen, say that. No, you said that you don't feel comfortable saying that Madlib is better because I didn't of the say reach. better. I said and he worked with the biggest artist. That's all I did. All we did was say influential. I literally just said earlier that it's going to be more Madlib projects and that they made better projects than that nigga forty. I literally said all of this shit, bro. You just not understanding that. All I'm saying is that if we're going to be making a definitive list. Of the 2010s, if somebody needs to look back at what was really going on in the 2010s and get an accurate picture of what the fuck was going on, I'm not about to tell the them truth. that. The truth. Nigga, what do you the mean? Truth. The truth. What is, look, what is I, the difference between I don't between hide the, the truth. It's I not don't hide the truth the because truth. it's not popular. It's not hiding the truth. And it's not <laughs> hiding hide the truth because it's, it's not popular. popular. It's not hiding the truth. What is not hiding yes, the truth? Like, 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 nigga, how am I hiding the truth by telling people that, hey, this decade... 40 really fucking made hella beats that people have listened to or are going to remember forever. What is, what is like hiding the truth? Like, that doesn't is, make it good. I, I feel like. That I feel doesn't like, make it good though. Like, what, what that do you that mean doesn't make it good. But what do you mean though, nigga? That, these are like, bro. What? Are that doesn't really tr- make something good because it was available to everyone. So McDonald's yeah, no, is available no, to everyone. Say, no, so it's I good. Say, no, if we were saying that, I would say that Max Martin is the best producer of this decade. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, Max Martin literally created some of the most popular songs ever. We're not saying that, though, bro. I literally think that 40 is a great producer. He has made some of the best beats that we've heard this decade. So Not it's like, we. All right, cool. <laughs> not we. All right, cool. You, well, and, and he's made some well, of the best beats. We being truthful. No, in saying, your bro. opinion, uh, based off how you feel about Drake. No, it's not even just Drake. It's, it's 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 me. It's me basing my opinion off of just what I saw, bro. When when Jay-Z, you're a Drake fan, when Jay Z is asking somebody for like multiple beats, you know what I mean? I'm gonna respect that person as a beat producer, bro. Like I'm I'm just going to my nigga. Like it, it's just it's not really that big of a deal. Like I don't treat what Jay Z says as Bible. 
I mean, like, okay, cool. It's just that out of this decade, if I'm going to be remembering producers, yeah, 40's definitely going to be up there. No question. We gotta, you got to put Mustard. You got to put Metro Boom in. You got to put these certain people that pushed sound. Are you sure you could put them? It. Yes. Uh, I mean, Must, every, Mustard 100% has to be a top 10 producer of this decade. No question. Not at Each, all. Yes, yes. Yes, and now and now we're so not even much. talking about and and now we're not even talking about um we're, we're definitely not even talking about quantity. We're just talking about quality. I yeah, can, I are. just know I can name ten other producers that had bigger moments. I mean, like you know, because I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna keep what, it real. What, what, I'd, say, I'd say I'd say I'll give you one. I'll give you bigger one. You'd love better. to argue. Who, I, I'll give you one. No, hell no. You ready for this? Hit Ooh. Boy is a bigger producer this decade than DJ Mustard. That's absolutely false. <laughs> That's absolutely false. Absolutely false. Bro, Bo- Hit Boy, Boy made one Boy. of the biggest songs of this Bro, whole decade. Holy shit. Do you know how many fucking beats DJ Mustard did? You know how like literally pop beats became everything that DJ Mustard did? You're talking about quantity again. No, I'm, I'm not talking, talking about, about quality. Quan- I'm not talking about quantity. All right, all right, bro. We can talk all about those quality songs, quantity. All those songs are better than quality quantity, but none of those songs are better than niggas niggas in Paris. Where they is Hit- Where is Hit Boy right now? What is Hit Boy doing? Doesn't matter where he's at. Hit Boy, like, bro. That's. Then are we gonna put Lex Luger as top ten? He has to be then. You. He has he, to be. He, you, uh, you think he's not gonna get brought up when it's time to get everything to, to get brought up? Yes, he has. He to has be to up get there. brought up. But it's just like he bro, has to get brought like, up. Like, are we got, like how are we gonna really? Measure I'd this? even say, I'd even say, I think this is a more even battle in your head versus mine. But I say where 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 mustard uh, um, levels out at. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think he levels out with someone like a Metro Boomin because I think Metro Boomin was more influential than a mustard in terms of. Mustard had he reimagined what pop music is for people to the point where they was using his tag and and taking songs that wasn't even his. But Metro Boomin made people believe that you can make trap music premier, digestible, good music. Yeah, he he got like that dark that like that he 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 developed the formula like all of the best producers of this decade bro they all developed that perfect formula for themselves mustard just really refined west coast sound every time you hear a song now and it has that doom 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 all he did was just get that hyphy all that shit and just package it into a way that you can digest it bro like and that's what you can that's what you're going to be able to say about most of these big producers of of this time bro like but you have i i think that it's it's needed that yeah metro and mustard have to be there they have to if 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 they're not in that list we're doing a disservice and we're not giving an accurate uh, like a an accurate portrayal of the 2010s but that's why what we're doing is so groundbreaking bro cuz we got to te- you got to keep everything in mind and you got to look at people's highs of the highs before you look at their lowest of the lows and sadly hit boy's highest of the high is one of the biggest highs that defined this whole decade niggas in paris might be one of the biggest moments of the 2010s that literally put black people in a position of betterment, bro. Like, for real, Chris. Like, that shit is scary how big that was, bro. You know what I'm saying? They brought that dude to Paris and put him on stage because niggas was really in Paris, like Kanye West said, bro. <laughs> like, there, bro. There's a lot. There's a like, but and, and if, like, if we really want to talk about it, we really want to talk about it, Frank Dukes, Frank Dukes 100% has to be there. He, Frank Dukes went crazy this decade, bro. And the way that he, like, went through, like, different genres, like, between pop and rap, though, 
he went crazy. All of those people like Boy Wanda, 1985, those type of dudes, they'll probably be like all bunched in, I guess, in like one thing. But like, yeah, like Toronto. But see, like, bro. But like, see, I'm gonna need your I'm I'm gonna need your guidance. Cause then Boy Wanda made God's plan. Bro, Boy Wanda did a lot of beats. Ex- excuse me, Boy Wanda did pound cake. Boy Wanda did pound cake. So it's like, bro, like the thing about Boy Wanda is that like a lot of the songs that we think that 40 did, he did. You know what I mean? Like, Boy Wonder has to be up there, bro. <laughs> he has to be up there. He did crazy shit. He did Bro, crazy that's why this shit, shit gonna be so fire. Bro, it's he gonna didn't be work. Armag- he did work. He did control it, too. <laughs> bro, it's crazy. You talking about Rihanna work, right? Yes, I'm talking about Rihanna work. That boy, Boy Wonder, is different. He got crazy songs. And, like... I'm but telling look, you, but a lot look, of the let me best get, production, a lot of right, the best so production came out of Toronto this decade, bro, or around that area. Right, here bro. you go with no, the bullshit. No, no, Listen, no, for real. I, I, Doc I, McKinney, I just don't want to hear that shit. Doc McKinney I ain't saying you wrong. I ain't saying you wrong. I ain't saying you wrong. I just don't want to hear that shit. You also got look. So look, this is what we're gonna do, Saji. We're gonna make for like for production because we know a lot about production. We're gonna make three tiers. So that's gonna be thirty people. And it's gonna be three tiers, bro. It ain't gonna be trash tier, god tier, none of that. It's just gonna be three tiers. Cause there's no way you could talk about a production of you can't talk about the 2010s without talking about Mike Will made it bitch ass. You just yeah, can't. You can't. Damn, you can't. You can't. But you, you but then you also can't talk. You can't talk but, about but then Zay you Zay also but, but but look, you also can't can't talk about Clams Casino. Yeah, you can't at all. You but can't. the thing is, Clams Casino ain't top ten. He's not. He made he made he had one of the highest highs. I'm God is one of the best beats ever. That shit changed everything. All right, so now you see how where, where I'm kind of going with it. I, I see now, where you're going. You're, but the so, people that so are if your highest highs, but your highest highs have to be noteworthy if we're telling the truth. If we're putting if we're you in the, the top truth, tier, the top tier person has tell- to have their 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 ratio has to be right. Their ratio has to so, be correct, bro. Like yeah, so the top tier has to be influence, and it has to be our truth, and it ha- and you can have the little the little tidbit of did it reach the masses. You can have that in there as well. You can have that in there because that's important. Because to people, me, because the people that did all of that, those are the Super Saiyan people, bro. That's why I respect niggas like Kanye and all these people that are able to keep their artistic integrity, gain the masses like support and all that shit, and still be critically acclaimed. Like nigga, that is that is when you break. But you can't just be you can't be top heavy and think that a nigga like me is gonna appreciate it. I'm not. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. But what? What is? And top I feel heavy like mean? someone like forty I, is top, is top heavy. So top heavy means that like you're like you've been blessed like Just Blaze was to not have to do anything um, that's for the for the spirit of rap and you're only doing it because you can make a bunch of money off of it with the best artists. It's like it's like that's not fair. You know what I mean? It's like saying Draymond Green is top ten player in the league because he plays for the Warriors. Like that's not fair. You know? Because if you put him somewhere else, would he be Draymond Green? You know? So like if you put forty with Action Bronson for a whole album, does that album get revered as album of the year? It probably I'll give you one better. I'll give you one better. If you give fabulous fab, if you give fab every beat that 40 did or take care, is take care still considered ah, the best project? Ah, you know what I'm saying? Is it still mm-hmm. that? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it is. Hey, bro. All I know is I that. I don't think it is. But, nice for but, what? But wait for it. <laughs> I mean, but. 
I, but wait for it. But I think if you give Drake every beat off Watch the Throne, I think you might have some next level shit. You know what I'm saying? Just because Drake can rap so good. So sometimes it goes back, back and forth. Mad Lib beats are so good. It just so happens that Freddie Gibbs is just such a straight edge rapper that their beats have found a, a home together that we thought could never happen since MF Doom. Because MF Doom, because Madlib makes like, MF Doom really sounds like he's li- taking you to school, and then Freddie Gibbs is like, "Fuck school, I just robbed the teacher." <laughs> he said, "I robbed the teacher," but and it, it's dope though because Freddie is like, Freddie ro- like Freddie robbed the teacher, but he also got a hundred on the test. Like his his like I don't know his intelligence. You really just hear it throughout the bars. Like, I don't know. I, I want to do like an hour long discussion about that album. <laughs> like and that Sachi, shit and is Sachi, so and, much to unfold. And Sachi, you know what else is scary? We what? we got to get a taste of what it would sound like if other people rapped on Mad Lib beats, a la Pusha T, Killer Mike, and it Black all sounded Thought, phenomenal. Most Def, and they all sounded phenomenal. And it's crazy because throughout this. Cause like like the reason why I was saying earlier about like how Madlib doesn't want to be this type of person, he did his first radio interview in like 15 years this year, and he popped in on the one that Freddie Gibbs did with him, and he said in the interview that he gave Ye 50 beats, he gave him 50 beats, a lot of the beats that are on this album, and a lot of the, like you know a lot of the ones that are on this album, Freddie had them shits, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just it goes to show like I don't know if. Uh, is it is it that Ye didn't just like some of the beats, or is it that Mad Lib's beats sometimes are hard to approach? Like a beat like Massage Seats, like I could I I, I nah, see because I, 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 I think, think Massage Seats is crazy. I think Ye had the I think Ye had the power to just get influenced, and I think he wanted to like listen to that for his personal mm-hmm. well being. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, just like for I some think he, mood board shit. Because look. If Mad Beats send 50 beats to the Migos, they never listening. But Kanye could sit the Migos in a room and make them listen to Mad Lib. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, beats so beats that people would never listen to. Because, you know, niggas is dick riders and not just that. People just like Kanye. So, like, on, like, the AUG DVD, when Kanye doing that one beat in the studio with Ferg, mm-hmm. you know how, like, they put that on the AUG DVD? But if, if, if another producer was doing that, nobody would care. They'd be like, yo, bro, we in the studio. We got to make shit. But when Kanye's making it or showing them, it's like, oh, shit. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like it's like when people when people find out Daft Punk did on site and New Slaves and then Travis Scott had a little bit to do with it too. It's like ooh they did it, but if Daft Punk would have gave someone else New Slaves, they would have never flipped it the way Kanye did. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they wouldn't knew what to do. Like they wouldn't knew what to do with it. So I think sometimes Kanye used himself as a satellite to to show people. And I know Mad Lib was probably like nigga rap, and Kanye was like nah I'm good. And he was like, "What, nigga? I'm Mad Lib, nigga. I don't give people nothing like rap." Yeah. And since he Mad ain't rap, is, he's so he's so int- like, bro. He does not have a phone. Freddie Gibbs said he's never talked to him on the phone before. Like, he live a life like I'm telling you, the way he be living, the way he be talking, like, bro, that shit fire. It sound fire. All he do is just make and music I, and, in isolation. And I know people, and I know people didn't peep it, but uh, Cooking Soul, one of the, one of the better producers who people don't know, he's like underground, underground. Cooking Soul said on the Instagram comment, I sound like a fucking gossip column, but he said that uh, uh, Madlib's lying. He didn't make all those beats on the iPad. I think he did. I'm calling bullshit. I'm, Cooking I'm Soul, he did. Cause he's I'm talked about bullshit. it, but he's talked about it multiple times. Like even before the album came out, he was talking about producing on his iPad. 
I believe that shit. And you know, you know who's no, another. Just, you know who's a producer that's gonna be not in the top tier, but he has to be remembered. Sporting Life, bro. Ooh. Sporting Life. You have to remember Sporting Life. Those Rat King beats were fucking phenomenal. If you're gonna say someone like Sporting Life, you gotta say Jungle Beats then. Okay. Because Jungle Beats did Jungle Beats did all beats for Chris Brown when he was rapping, and Tiger, and he did Hot Nigga. Okay. Which might be one of the fucking biggest seagulls in the 2010s ever. You know what I'm saying? That shit is crazy. <laughs> there's a there's that so shit is many, crazy, bro. Like there's so many. Like bro, first off, and then then you have to, then you have to start remembering that there's artists that make beats. Tyler the Creator has to be in this fucking conversation. You know what I mean? Like, like the, what, no, no, he no, only made he, beats for himself. And. No, I think that with Tyler, he has to be dismissed in, in that because he's wanted to make. If you you know that a lot of his beats and a lot of his music was made for other people, but they just didn't want it. Earthquake was made for Justin Bieber. But, but what do yeah. I always say? Why go get a Tyler beat when you can go get Pharrell? And I know, and I know he kind of responded to me. He was like, he ain't responding to me. Like he wasn't talking to me, but he responded to people who think like me. Like if you think his beat sound like NDRD or something, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, the Neptunes. Oh, there's a bunch of big differences. Guess what, bro? Everyone don't got that musical. Um, he, he's like a savant of sorts of music, and and like how he hears sounds, and that's why he's doing. You know, you remember last year, one of my favorite albums of the whole year was Tyler Creator's fucking Grinch album. So, in all due respect, I love his music. And I love how he scores music now. He's a music scorer. But I'm sorry, bro, to the the common ears, dude, you're not making no album for Ariana Grande the way Pharrell did, bro. They're not going to let it happen. They're not going to let it happen. But, bro, we've already heard Tyler produce for other people, dog. Every time he does it, it's hard. Every time. Fire. Every Caliuchis. Every time. Fire. Schoolboy Q. Fire. Fire. Like, Fire. nigga, the other dude, what's his name? Um, The dude that I, I, be, I was trying to put you on to. Motherfucking, uh. uh Not Akeem? The, the nigga that was from, the nigga that's from, what you call it, uh, he got the dreads. Shit, I don't even know why I can't think of this nigga name right now, bro. He just produced a bunch of songs for this dude, bro. Um, He's from Divine Council. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's not like you to forget names. That's funny. yeah, facts. Uh, but nah, yeah, divine. Oh yeah, what you call it? Uh, shit, what's his name? Silk money, silk money, silk money. Oh, there you go. Oh he yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you bro, he, bro, he did them beats for silk money. Like I'm telling you, what what's going to happen is that the reason why Tyler Tyler's probably going to be re, he's probably going to be regarded as this producer next decade because he was yeah, talking I about think 2020s. He was is talking when he about go crazy. In the interview that he didn't like. He didn't like like you know he didn't want to work with other people and that slowly but surely throughout this decade he's been seeing the the benefits to collaboration. So. I mean, I I was gonna put him up here simply because I grew up on our future. He made all them beats, um, and he made a slew of others, and he made Smuckers. You know what I mean? So it's like I don't know that nigga Tyler gonna have to be up there, bro. He made Beamer. You know what I mean? Like all that little that little all that little shit he was doing. That shit is just stuck in my head forever, bro. Like analog too. Come on. Ooh, ooh, Sachi. Uh, Skepta made a video for Love Me Not as well. Oh, yeah, I saw the, uh, the little... little uh, uh, that's funny. Rab's really got to, like, come out of his shell. <laughs> that's so funny. He's so bad. He has to, like, actually, like, be a celebrity now. 
That is so fucking funny. Because Rabs really hates, bro, he really hates, like, being known. Mm-hmm. This fuck, this is hilarious. He yeah. might get verified. But, but, this. but you know who S-tiered, double S-tiered this, this, uh, this decade already, though? No question, Pierre Bourne. Pierre Bourne, he's S tier. <laughs> you he, think he's oh, double? Fuck. He's the highest tier. He is the highest tier. He is the highest tier because the reason why he, he's like that fuck. is that you, first off, first off, he produced two like th- like he he's produced multiple classic projects. Nudie Land, Nudie Land classic. Slamir, I know you feel your way about that. That's soon to be a, that's soon to be another fire project. You know what I mean? My nigga, I think Samir better than the, the um uh, uh, the, uh, the nudie shit. You think he's better than nudie? Like, well, damn, two classics yeah. right there. Boom. Look, yeah. then you got Dalit and what you call it. He produced Magnolia. He produced Pissy Pamper. All of these, he per, he understood. He made all the meme beats, all the beats for the internet age. <laughs> he made all of those, so he has to be up there. Young Chop has to be up there. He created an entire genre with Chief Keef. You know what I mean? Gotta be up there. Shit, motherfucking. Uh, who's another? Uh, who's another nigga from Chicago? Who's the other dude? It was Young Chop and what you call it? Uh, there man had to put Sosa on the beat. <laughs> Yo, you better chill, bro. You, you may have to put that thing. <laughs> Yo, shut up, bro. <laughs> that boy did Finito. You're. That's different, That's man. Uh, I mean, bro, like, I'm putting, I, I like all them niggas that, that Earl work with, too, like, standing on the corner, those type dudes, like, New York got a real good underground production scene, uh, all them niggas that, like, Wiki and them be rapping with, yeah, like, I, I fuck with that sound, Mike, those dudes are dope, um, but yeah, K Tronada gotta be out there, no questions, he kept that Mad Lib energy going, and he put it with the... Because Mad Lib fuck with house music, but K. Trinata is gay. So the way he incorporates that shit into his music is just different. It's fuego. Like, <laughs> that nigga, that nigga, K. Trinata is a god. But, um, yeah. Well, nah, we, we, gonna, we gonna get that little list going, man. Alchemist definitely gonna be a mom, bro. He, he was doing his thing in this generation, too. Uh, he did his he, he did his thing with he did his thing with Action Bronson, but he had a top ten mixtape of this year. I mean, of, the, of this decade, he snuck in, and you probably don't even know this mixtape, but you should well, you Covert really get a chance. Co- what is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You should go listen to Covert Coop. That's probably one of the best mixtapes ever wrapped up, bro. It's pinata level. Yeah. It, it, it actually, Freddie Gibbs is on it, which is really funny. All, He's all on BBS. Cousins, nah, I've heard that. I've heard that tape before. All my cousins were like huge, huge, huge currency stands. I actually have every currency tape in my iTunes because I had to download them from my cousin. He like synced his phone with my library, and it's still all there. So I'll be right back to it. But nah, like damn, uh, Chris, you might got to put Cardo on a beat in that bitch too. Cardo, oh my god, because if we because you know what's gonna be crazy, Sachi. I ain't gonna lie, top ten albums might be easier than top ten mixtapes. Easy, bro. Some of those Lil Wayne mixtapes came out in the twenty tens. Yeah, yeah. And also, I'm gonna keep a thousand old mixtapes. So I think that's gonna be easy though. I think this is gonna be easy. You think so? Because what about? Because because bro, some bro, there's like top ten lists for just certain years. That was bangers. I'm, I'm just because nigga cushion orange juice. I'm already thinking better, of like solidify. I, I, I pray, one. I pray, I pray I that wait. came out before. I don't no, think I think it that did, came though. out in 2009. Right? Let me see. I, I pray it did. I'm trying to make sure. 
I hope it did. Because that whole time, bro, it came out 2010, oh, April fuck. 14th. <laughs> fuck! <laughs> bro, cook your orange juice. Bro, you got to put you gotta put 1999. You have to put 1999 up there. Like, bro, that was yeah, such bro. a tape. Acid Rap got to be up there. Live Love, obviously. Yo, you know what's you know what's something that niggas is real happy about? So far gone came out in 09. <laughs> that shit gone. That shit <laughs> God, niggas is lucky. Niggas but is lucky off that. House one. of Balloons. House of Balloons gotta be up there. I don't care if it's not but rap. What, oh, but what year was Sorry for the Wait? Sorry for the Wait not being up there. That's not going up there. Top 10. You don't think, you don't nah, think not that top, shit was good? Nah, it's not it's not better than no ceilings. Was no ceilings in 2010s though. Even if it was, all right, if it was. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna go for that. I'm not gonna put sorry for the wait in there, just to throw it in there. I think that there's ten better than it, and that's on God. Cause it's like, bro, I, I'm a people. Oh, no ceilings came out November 2019. Yeah. We were just bumping it all 2010. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. Bad. Niggas got lucky. Wade, get your ass out of here. When, yeah, we got no way dedi- more important big things to talk about. Like no dedications are gonna be in that top ten. Uh, from this Damn, decade, Sachi, but that 2011 year, because I go a lot. Live Love ASAP might have been the best mixtape that year, but we no, got to find Love out. Live Love ASAP probably gonna be top three, bro. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> that, that mixtape is genre flawless. It's flawless, and like, bro, I'm, I'm like, I, I ain't even gonna. Be, yo, yo, and, Reggie, yo, Reggie said something funny, funny other. Reggie was like, he still believes that Ferg verse is Ferg's best verse ever on Kiss and Peak. I know exactly where it starts in the song. Bro, that shit is fucking. Cr- bro, we was. I was in eighth grade. I was in eighth grade when that tape dropped. Bro, I listened to that verse every fucking day, my nigga. He was skating on that shit like Tony Hawk. <laughs> he was going crazy. Man, I got no kind of moment. I, when I heard that, I was like, "Hold up, I'ma stop her phone good." He was going crazy. Oh shit! But bro, like, even even on Lords Never Worry, his his flow, like, bro, he was going crazy. What was that? He was like, young trap lord. No, 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 verb. Right around time, nigga getting murdered. <laughs> he was, yeah, and Yoshiyamamoto for Tanas and Taz Beast. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Damn. That God level times, bro. But the, the tapes, the tapes started, it's going to be, we're going to see that most of the tapes that we're going to have in the list were pre-2015. Everything before, if you're reading this is too late, is probably going to be in the top 10. Like, post, if you're reading this is too late, I'd probably say there's going to be like two mixtapes. Because, like, all yeah, of them shit's Yeah, You know what? Albums. I can live with that for mixtapes. Mixtapes were trash after 2015. Yeah, but because it was like the, the idea of a mixtape was done. Because the whole entire, Damn, the whole entire cool you, thing about a mixtape is that you could do whatever you want on it, but you can't do that if you're going to be releasing it commercially. So you have to start, uh, you have to start applying the rules that you would do for an album to a tape, and that's just that destroyed the art of it. Do we put Nostalgia Ultra in that bitch? Of course, nigga. What? Ooh. What? What? Okay, but a, a little B mixtape might gotta get into in, no, in the conversation. No, as no, well. no, six kiss, six kiss, either six kiss or or which one was when did everything's bass come out? If that was, if that came out I in twenty tens, I'm I'm putting everything's bass in that motherfucker. Let me let me check right now. Everything bass, that shit classic, bro. Yeah, oh, Everything Bass came out in 2010. Yes, sir, Rebob. <laughs> that shit going up in Fuck. there, bro. It got to go. Shirt, that shirt was being sold at Urban Outfitters. Bro. Lil B, bro, this tape is ridiculous. 
he got everything on this shit. Like, yeah, Lil B got some tapes that can be in a top 20, like top th- like 30. But everything based is definitely, I think, could be a top 10 contender, bro. It was too influential. Like, it, it had too much, like, energy. It was so much raw energy. Like, but then we're going to have to think, because a Project Baby going to have to be in there. <laughs> we got to put a Project Baby in there. I love his rage. <laughs> Nigga, come on. Come on, bro. This this decade was so fire, bro. So fire for music. It was just... If they just... like, If we can get back to that point where we can start really putting out like mixtapes like again, I think that the genre is going to get pushed more because people are working with constraints right now. You know what I mean? Pissy Pamper is not out. Pissy Pamper is not out because of samples, bro. It's not out because of samples, and we don't listen to music like we used to, so it's not, you know, I mean, Keith was putting out them tapes for free, you know, like, and everybody was listening to it, because that's how we consume music, was downloading shit on Datpiff. If it's not on Apple Music anymore, people are not going to be buying that, or they're not going to be listening to it. So, I mean, obviously, Pissy Pamper was a huge song, but it could have been a top, I think that would have been Cardi's first number one hit. I'm not going to lie, everything we saying is cute, till I start thinking about Saji. The Rich Gang mixtape has to go if there, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> rich Gang. Bro, bro, Rich Gang, bro. No, but look, 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 look. But then, but then Days Before Radio. See, it's like it gets the, even worse. Bro, Days it Before, yo, bro. It gets even worse. Mixtape list, I told you, bro. That shit going to be worse. smoke, Chris. That shit going to be work. a hell. Uh, it's going to be hell. It's going to be work, bro. Th- just think about every best rapper this, this decade and just think about their tapes. Let's think about their tape, bro. They tapes go crazy. Yo, which one was their tape? Like, like Love Is Rage is definitely was Uzi's tape. Like Love Is Rage Two is fire too. So those are, I guess. But I think that I think Love Is Rage was the better tape. Like that was his so far gone, where it was like hella like experimental and shit. And the reason why is because the shit was released on that piff. Like it was he was able to do whatever the fuck he wanted to. So it's like we need we need to get back to that. We need to we need to get back to that, bro. Cause I'm trying to hear niggas just rap on the beat that they couldn't get sample. I mean, clear. Like I'm, I like that, bro. That's how like Nostalgia Ultra, So Far Gone, Live Love ASAP, A Kid Named Cuddy, all of these tapes followed a certain type of formula. You have certain man, songs. Man, man, when did that damn J Cole? When did that J Cole Friday Night Lights come 2010. out? Twenty ten. Twenty ten. That damn, gotta bro. be, bro. That that shit is a ten. Damn, That's a bro. Ten. <laughs> And bro, you know that shit is gonna well. be so hard, you bro. Know damn well we gotta put Section Eighty in there, or was Section Eighty an album? Mm. Either way, Overly Dedicated got to be in there, maybe. <laughs> like, come on, come on. We forgot that them niggas. I, was and still- I'm not gonna lie, why, uh, mixtape Wale is actually better than album Wale. And that's you might that's, gotta even. That's fair. You might gotta, you gotta even gotta argue mix- that. You gotta, you gotta argue that. That's you gotta, not. You gotta, you gotta argue a, that. But it's it, not it, an it, argument. It's not an argument. It's kind of like how J. Cole tape, like tape J. Cole was better than album J. Cole. That's just how I went. Damn, bro. There's certain people that can make better music when they don't have the pressures of putting out an album through a, a re- like major label. That's why Bandana is so fucking good because they can just do whatever they want. Pinata was so good because they can do whatever they want. That creative, I'm telling you, bro, that creative freedom, like Kevin Abstract was Yo, talking about. I ain't gonna it, lie. Bro. Wiz Khalifa might got three of the bitches in there, bro. Cause Cabin Fever, Cabin was Fever crazy, and bro. Taylor Alderdice. Oh, no, man. Taylor Alderdice is shit compared to Twenty Eight Grams. Oh, Twenty Eight Grams. Oh, I forgot about Twenty Eight Grams. <laughs> Twenty Eight Grams go crazy. Oh man, 
Yeah, bro. Mixtapes alone is, mix is, saves, is creepy. Mixtapes, I miss those. I miss those. We need more, yeah. man. Mixtapes is crazy, bro. Producers, though, man. Who, who is doing? Who is doing uh, all of the media? And we didn't say shit about Future. No, uh, did we say shit about Ross? And Ross got Ross might have top wait, three mixtapes with with um with um what's the motherfucking name ASAP? That Rich Forever mixtape. Nah, that Rich wait, Forever mixtape. You said the prime person, bro. Wait a second. Hold on. I know you. I know you got to check that Rich Forever, bro. But that nigga Future, bro. <laughs> Bro, Future could take the whole top ten, bro. Oh my god, I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying who's the boy yet. Nigga, I, I monster, do that. Fifty six nights, monster, fifty six nights, and <laughs> I, like, bro, and we not even talking about like astronaut status. We ain't even getting that far back yet. We can talk about <laughs> like Future could be top ten off the of 2015 and up alone, oh, and alone. But I'd say like if we want to do one out of that big run that he did, I probably have to put monster. Because Monster had the most tracks. Like, and I'm not saying, I, I I just, I think it had the most definitive, like, you that had throwaway on it. But, you know, I can't even say that because 56 Nights, 56 Nights had, wait, 56 Nights had March Madness. That shit had goddamn trap niggas. <laughs> Oh no! Oh man! <laughs> wait, no, no, no! Wait a Damn, second, bro. Wait a second. Fifty six nights. Yeah, fifty six. Nah, fifty six nights the best one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. That shit had. It's better than Beast Mode. Nah. Oh, it's definitely better than Beast Mode. In my opinion, I think in tapes, it's, it's fifty six nights against Monster. Those are the two killer ones. Purple Rain is the one that everybody slept on. That's like super underrated. But 56 Nights, bro. When that nigga said, I, I think 56 Nights crazy. <laughs> yeah, at that point, I was like, yeah. I'll tell you, yeah, th- this, is, this is literally, this is literally, uh, this is it. I think me and Young Sko crazy. I hit 56 bras on a European tour. It was all crazy. <laughs> like, Future served the purpose that Rihanna served for women. She she make the way that Rihanna makes women feel about themselves. That's how Future makes men feel about themselves, bro. When when Future say I'm a fucking throat when she get home from church, and you can live through that and still be in a good relationship when you done with the song. Hold on. So what album is so what what album is Stick Talk on? Oh, that's Dirty Sprite too. That's an album. Oh, that's Dirty Sprite. Yeah, that's that's in a whole different pantheon. That shit is in the Smithsonian right now. That. (laughs) Oh my god. But but what year did Dirty Sprite 2 come out so I can make sure that 2015 Future's God level year because that year was so scary because Future because Future was going crazy and Drake was going crazy and then they just met up in the middle of the year and had why do people act like What a Time moment. to Be Alive was not like one of the best collaborative albums because of all people time. were hating on Drake. It, like it, it was more of a Drake thing, like because nobody Bro, ever Digital said Dash is one of the craziest songs. No to one this said day. that future. No one ever said that future on What a Time to Be Alive was trash. Everybody said that it was like that, like he was bodying Drake on every song type shit. Like, cause bro, Digital Dash, yeah, like you said, bro, that's one of the best intros. Like, that's a that's a Tuscan leather dark fantasy type intro. Cause yeah, cause you know why it sounded like a mixtape, bro, bro. When they played that shit live. And then that f- nigga Future just started talking about how his dope is located in the bushes. <laughs> Yo, that nigga crazy. And then Drake popped in. 
Drake popped in on some like, I don't know, bro. That song, it was just like that was my senior year of high school. Like I couldn't, I couldn't like comprehend it when it came out because it was just two titans. It was truly two titans like teaming up on some fucking DX shit, dude. Like, oh my god, that was really a time to be alive. I wish I was just like actually in the the culture and shit. I was in high school being a kid and shit, but. I don't know. The feeling that I got from being at a championship football game and they're playing big rings, that was different. For real, for yeah, real, that, dude. Yeah, that's a different vibe. That was a different that's vibe. That's a totally – damn, <laughs> that's a different vibe, It's bro. so many people that had the rock this year, like this decade. So many people that was able to like, you know, like – like, you know, there's obviously people that were consistent throughout the whole decade, but, bro, Future really ran 2015, no question. And he's been running like – He's been running shit like anytime he pops up, niggas is ready. We're ready. You know what I mean? Like save me was stupid fire. Shut, so, shut. That, that nigga gun. said, "I'm a big dog. I'm gonna fuck my bitch and say loose." <laughs> that nigga's a god. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with future. That's how good he is. Yeah, it, it's I crazy. think that they're making like you know how like R and B got to a point. And shout out to Donovan. He 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 pointed it out to me. He was like, R and B got to a point where you could only be a sexy nigga, and it couldn't be mm-hmm. and you. Did, you couldn't talk about nothing else. And Future is really bringing it back to like how niggas was in the sixties and seventies when they was pouring their heart out onto the track, really talking about what's going on in their lives. Like, Baby, when that boy oh, yeah. Future said, "I'm an addict and I can't even hide it," I was like, <laughs> "I feel that. <laughs> I feel that." Like. But is he telling the truth? Because, you know, he told everybody he don't even do the drugs that... Nah, but when he said that, that was on Cody and Crazy. That was, uh, that was back in 2014, 2015. So he said that he stopped doing that, like, within the last year or so. I think he stopped around, like, Hendrix. That's why Hendrix was sounding so damn good. That nigga's brain was calmed down. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Yeah, like, oh, my God. When we talk about albums, that's when it's going to get real scary, bro. Because, like, how am I going to put Hendrix, Dirty Sprite 2, and motherfucking, uh, and What a Time to Be Alive? Like, what's going to happen when we got to put all these these albums all up there? Because, like, this generation, it was different because people's output, the output was different. I think, I think what's going to help us is if we do that in person, live, and and like we get like a board, board where we can yeah. like place, we can replace the. We may like have we, to rank. Of, of course, you know what we gonna have to do. We gonna have to actually like get the album, like the album artwork, and and and, and cut it out, and so we can look at the album artwork, yeah. so it can help us with the feeling of and what we, that feeling also, looks like. We also may have to group people. We may have to rate people's discographies. We may have to do yeah, a list of who too. had the best, the, who had the best discography in the 2010s, because it's like it's so hard. Because these people really all took the Gucci, men, like the Gucci work ethic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, you gotta think, some artists their whole discography is the 2010s, like the Migos. Yeah. Like, bro, like the Migos, but, like. But then certain things should hurt people because, like, that Travis Scott Quavo oh shit was God. so fucking we, trash. Bro, we really forgot young rich niggas. Really forgot young rich niggas, bro. Young rich niggas is a top five mixtape of this decade. I'm I'm not bro, going that far. So I'm look, go, I'm, go, if any, I'm going. If anybody who's listening wants to help us with that, <laughs> man, we gonna need all these albums cut out so we can look at them shits. You know what I'm saying, bro? So we can get a vibe for that. 
When the Migos pulled up, that was a different time. That was a wall. Here you go. Niggas, them niggas said jerk. Them niggas said everybody got to use hand sanitizer. Bro. <laughs> Bro, that was a them different time. They was, them niggas knew they was going to be rich. Yeah. I remember Phil. I remember Phil put me on that. He put me on that on that tape, bro. I was just like, "What the fuck?" Was Offset is this? even home yet? No, he was not home. He was still. It was only them two. Bro, they held it down for like three years, damn near. Bro, I'm lying, really, was, bro. You know who really was holding it down, bro? Like Quavo was doing his thing, but bro, we gonna like as the more I look back at it, the the things I love the most about the Migos come from Takeoff. They come from Takeoff, yeah. Bro. But then I think about what took them to the next level and Bad Quavo. and Bougie. Bad and Bougie, bro. Oh, my goodness, bro. Nah, that song is crazy. Nah, it, there was a time, though. There was a time when the Migos was really fighting. Like, that time between Bad and Bougie and Young Rich Nation, the Migos had this very, like, bro, Takeoff was going off on every song. Like, that song Commando, where he was just rapping for, like, two minutes straight, just flowing, like... I think that in like he's he's the best rapper out of all of them. I, I think like I, I think he's one hundred percent a better rapper in Offset. But Takeoff just got the best. Uh, Takeoff. I mean, but the, the Takeoff just got the best flow. But Quavo got the best voice. Yeah, Quavo got that. And that's why he be singing. Yeah, he be singing. When he was shit. doing them background vocals on uh nah, on T shirt, he was different. On T shirt, when he was singing, that might have been the best shit I ever heard. Bro, when, on nah, that when, and on my this side, when Takeoff pulled up on on T shirt. That was a monumental moment. Yo, nigga, fly with a pocket full of cup. No niggas was in, they was in the Arctic in the video. I was like, bro, they really having their moment. Like, they they yeah. took their energy and, like, bro, culture culture has to be a, uh, culture is, that was a that was a classic. Instant. Instant, bro. Instant. When you write, you write, bro. Damn. All right, well, we're going to continue this all the way to the end of the year and figure this out for the culture. We have no choice. None. We have it to choice. This shit is is heated as it should be. Damn, Chris, this shit gonna t- occupy a lot of time. But I ain't mad at it. We got time. We just nah, gotta really it, like. This is gonna be one of those long. Like it's gonna be a long podcast. It's gonna be like on some Joe Rogan shit. And I'm not gonna lie, we're not even gonna be able to do it in Art Basel because it's because it, that's still not. We gonna need like real time to like do this, yeah, do this, like sit the fuck yeah. down type shit. And I hope we didn't miss nothing because we probably missed one person's mixtape who probably went crazy. Bro, I mean, but that's it, it, this, it, this way it, more. It's crazy how that one schoolboy Q verse on bad on, on bad guy or whatever that shit called um, on, on, on live love ASAP like kind of catapulted his career. They, he said like, pulled up sh- in the city like they were supposed to do a tape together. Yeah, that would have been crazy. That West Coast East Coast shit would have that would have been bonkers, but. It's yeah, dope yeah how, Danny Brown got some shit in there too. Oh man, we didn't even yeah, talk. Bro. We didn't say exit yeah, to bro. flex. Oh man, this is gonna we be We didn't even talk list. about Big Crit. Oh, we didn't see, talk about Big Crit. We didn't even talk, bro. We, wait, did Big Sean, bro? We didn't talk about Detroit. Damn. No, 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 no. Big Sean ain't got nothing in the twenty tens. Come on, <laughs> Detroit, man. It's Detroit, man. What? What you gonna talk about? Marvin Gaye, Chardonnay, boy? Stop. No, Detroit. I'm not talking about. Oh yeah, Detroit is famous. good. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Detroit fire. Detroit fire. Damn, Detroit you was right. crazy. Damn, my bad, Sean. Good. God. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Say less. It's gonna get. It's gonna get harder, man. Just, we, yeah, Say we ain't less. Even, niggas ain't even talking about. I love McConan, bro. We ain't. Talk, we ain't talking about none of that, man. It's. <laughs> <laughs> 
you bet I'll bring up Joy Division or uh, nah, what's the I'm, other people I'm, you like? No, we we, def- we definitely got to bring up that first that EP though. The EP though, the EP classic, the EP classic. You ain't talking about House of Balloons. I did say House of Balloons. I said that oh, okay. a while ago. But nah, okay, we, we okay, gotta okay. put that. We gotta put that Alan McCone in that bit, bro. That I don't say Molly no more. He he was just. He was he was too ahead to come out as gay. If he would have came yeah, out as if, gay right if now, if he would have came out right now, he'd be Lil Nas, bro. Cause he cause he makes he dead ass is good at music. Like he was weird and abstract, but it was such and a that's good crazy. vibe, man. We Damn. literally ended this decade with one of the best freestyles in a while, and it's from a gay person. Shout out to Tyler on that Funk Flash, uh, Funk Master Flex freestyle, bro. That sixteens like R. Kelly. That was a crazy line, crazy line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Shout out to Tyler, bro. It took him took him a decade, but he found out he was a butt fucker. That's cool. <laughs> Fine by me. Shout out to Matt Chen. Uh, any shout outs? Uh, shout out to my mom for being cool with me pursuing my dreams. Uh, shout out to my father, respectively. Shout out to Harlem in New York. Um. Shout out to Woody one time for, you know what I mean, creatively directing my life. Um, Yo, you, you're fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, just shout out, to, shout out to everybody. I don't know. Shout out to this heat wave. Shout out to the AC. <laughs> Yo, I got a special shout out. This is going to be so funny. Bro, shout out to nothing. I mean, if you're reading this, it's too late. To me, being one of the biggest victory laps ever in hip hop that no one's gonna ever like just straight up just admit. No, if you read this, it's too late, bro. Drake was so fucking big. I just remember Drake being everywhere, bro. I I, I remember when they put out the the short film Jungle, and it happened remember, bro, to be and then Jim it, and then Jim Joe was every bro, bro. No need had, to get me started, yo. Bro. And it's crazy. His affiliate like around that time he was starting to get artsy, like everything was working, like. But that meek shit just fucked that nigga up, bro. He was about to go to Dior, and then he started wearing Amiri's. Like, I don't know, bro. That shit <laughs> fucked up, bro. I'll never forget that day he dropped that that little short film, though, bro. I was in chemistry class, and they let us use laptops that day. No work got done. That The world shook when that tape dropped, man. But damn, meek. It, but look, Woody, this, it, it, and this is for, this is for uh, a shout-out to the people that have been listening from from a long time ago so you remember the podcast we talked about you know what i mean tell me tell me that meek isn't getting his his flowers right now for what he did you remember bro he took a he, he took the dumb he basically got decapitated just to come back and like really have a whole new like bro 2020s might be meeks bro he might get him a whole rap roster that might really push rap you never know bro rick ross is looking like a mastermind for signing all these artists early on facts and Meek Mill got some crazy early mixtapes, bro. Some of those dream chases go crazy. Woo. Woo. Some of those dream chases do go crazy, bro. You got dream chases two. Dream chases two was which one you think was better? One or two? I don't even know, bro. Cause we had both of them. I'm at the go house. Cause I'm, that shit house party was out the same time that Ferg verse on Rocky shit was out. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 gonna have to go back and dial in. But yeah, bro, this is Woody versus Poppy. We out. Welcome to my house party.